Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social gain, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. Yeah. And Dion, <laughs> I am not okay right now. Why? I am not okay. (laughs) I just watched the trailer for next week's Survivor episode. (laughs) Okay. I watched it like 10 times. Oh my gosh. And guess what? Next week is my favorite episode of Survivor. Of course it is. Of course it is. What is it? It's Loved Ones. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen the clip as well. And I had heard from like different Survivor sources, including Uh you, about Uh how... They made it happen where survivors, not only is their loved ones coming out, mm-hmm. but their like whole family, including their like little children are coming out. Yeah. So when we had Brendan on, he said that um, Tyson had done a, a podcast <laughs> or a, a video and he expressed how much he wanted to see his daughter on the island. So he went through all the loops in order to mm-hmm. make it happen. And then because of what he did, he made it happen that everyone could have their little ones out there. And as we can see in the clip, there's a lot of little ones. Oh, there's so many little children. And it was really touching. And I cannot, like, wait till next week. I think, you know what? I think next week, like... I've, you and I have a very different opinion about love, loved ones visits. You become a bumbling mess. It, it <laughs> makes your heart sore. It, it, yes. you, you, like, that's what you look forward to when you watch Survivor, really. For me, yeah. I'm like, that's nice. What are they playing for? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I would be the loved one out there that would be like, hi, please don't say too much. I'm trying to win a game. You know? He's, like, Oh, I know. I feel like I would be in that mode. Too. Yeah. So I don't know I that I would allow myself to enjoy it. But here's the catch. Kids and animals. I think that's my kind of thing where, all right, if I saw my nieces and nephews run up to mm-hmm. me on the island, mm-hmm. that's it. If I saw my pet run up to me, <laughs> if I saw my mother, my sisters, I'd be like, hi, it's nice to see you. Please don't say too much. Anything else, I'd be like, guys, my sister made this human. <laughs> like, this, this is not even my baby. <laughs> this is the but greatest look, creation. Um, your dog would totally run up to you with a ball, too. Oh, like, Benji. Yeah, Benji he would be like, do you want to you wanna play? Yeah, he'd like run up and then stop for a second and then run to a bush or something and come back with like three balls. And you're like, how, where, why? I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the oh, best. God. So, man, I can't wait for that. I, I should record how many times I cry. I mean, we do have an Instagram account for that. I, I challenge you to utilize our Instagram stories. You post every time. For the mess that becomes of you whilst watching <laughs> the loved one's visit. And we should t- take a poll of like which loved one's visit was the best or something. We'll, we'll do something fun for next Well, I love, I love making my Instagram stories and my polls and all that kind of stuff. But I probably remember every second week. So I've got to be better at that. Let's be honest. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. But, um, but yeah. All right. Well, let's, before we get ahead of ourselves, which we clearly already have, <laughs> we need to discuss this episode because I, I said this to my sister. I finished the episode. I contacted my sister back in Australia. I said, mm-hmm. how many hours until you watch Survivor? She said, maybe three. And I said, oh, okay. Because this is potentially my favorite episode this whole season. Agreed. Agreed. This was an amazing episode. It was. It was <laughs> so last week, I said <laughs> I needed to see a blow up at camp. 
And it wasn't a blow up in the traditional sense that I have witnessed in past seasons. And you even brought this up to me earlier. Mm-hmm. You had said that there have been iconic blow ups in previous seasons of Survivor. Um, the one that you mentioned was which which one? Oh, you said Pearl Islands, right? Yeah. So like I was thinking about the scene, the first scene we see of the episode uh-huh. where Michelle and Nick are pissed. Yes. Like they are yes. saying how much they hate everyone. And uh-huh. Nick is about to blow up. And uh-huh. Nick is like, I'm going to go yell. And Michelle says, don't. Tony comes over and Tony says, Nick, 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 you know how to play the games. Don't act like that. <laughs> Tell him to sit down. infuriating me this episode. We'll get to that. Okay. And so then I texted you and I was like, okay, let's think about past episodes of Survivor where yes. people blow up at camp. When mm-hmm. has it worked? When has right. it not worked? And then I think uh-huh. my next uh, strain of thought would be, should Nick have blown up? Would that have actually worked? So anyways, what are you thinking? Okay, so it's funny because you mentioned to me the Pearl Islands moment with Sandra heading back to camp after Rupert is voted out. And she, she dumps all the fish and she's like, he got these fish. This is not for these people. They're not going to take these. And I mean, she won the season. So clearly. So she, she was mad at people and she was mm-hmm. yelling at people, right? Yeah. She's pissed. I think she yelled at people. But when she threw out mm-hmm. the fish... No one saw her throw out the fish. Right. And the blame got put on her friend Krista. Krista yeah. And Sandra just let Krista take all the blame. Well, for do it. you want to hear? Okay, so this is just a fun Dion fact. So a friend <laughs> of mine put up a post about um, the best seasons of Survivor to watch. There was a um, there was a article saying if you're a huge fan, these are the seasons. If you just want to watch a couple, these are the seasons. And it just mm-hmm. kind of like put them through. And I I kind of wrote oh great i love that china is like somebody said if you're going to watch any season just one season watch china wow. which i agree with and um then there was like five of them and they put these things um people were saying kagayan i was like it doesn't have the same appeal to me as a lot of other people have the appeal with um, it's a great season but it doesn't stand out to me anyway long story short uh, krista weighed in as well because she's a, a friend of that person and myself <laughs> she weighed in i don't know her personally but i've seen her a lot mm-hmm. of events and she's like excuse me dion what about pearl islands and i'm like i absolutely love pearl islands i'm like it's absolutely a standalone season however i'm still devastated that you took the blame <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of the fish. Like, right because she kind of we saw that her best friend essentially turned on her in order to further her own game. And she took the brunt. She couldn't defend herself and she ended up going out. And we mm-hmm. see that happen a lot, probably more in Big Brother than in Survivor. That was, I was thinking too. I kind of wrote down a couple notes of Big Brother examples too. I love that our brains work the same way. Yep. Yep. Oh, so I mean, Big Brother is iconic for the fights. And I mean, the lying. Those moments. Yeah. The like fights, putting words the in lying. other people's mouths and they can't defend themselves. And like when when you have a fight in Big Brother, it's in front of the rest of the house usually, yeah. and there's and usually I, a winner and there's mm-hmm. usually a loser. Right. And I've heard podcasts where they talk about how to make sure that you come up on top in that yeah. situation. Well, I mean, another blow up that we saw that is iconic, which you brought up blow ups, and I was like, um, season two, Alicia and Kimmy, the finger mm-hmm. in my face. Don't wave Don't your finger you in my face. Finger I will face. always wave my finger <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Always. And then I can just like, in my mind, I kind of see like, I don't know if it was Elizabeth Hasselbeck. 
Um, but just kind of like coming in and being like, all right, let's the like, awkward. I'm sure Jeff Varner was involved. I Jeff, remember Jeff Varner in it. You know, Jeff and Alicia are very, till this day, they're still very good friends. So I can imagine mm-hmm. that he would have kind of like put himself in there and just kind of been like, all right, let's just, I don't think they mm-hmm. wanted the blow up at the camp, but these two people, they're like, nowadays, it's a very different thing with a blow up at camp. Yeah. You know, people watch, people don't want to get involved. People, yeah. you know, and this episode was different again. Yeah, and you know, another example of a blow up at Survivor, I thought of Natalie Anderson yelling at John Rocker during a before a challenge because John Rocker's tribe had voted out Natalie's twin sister, Nadia. And Natalie was straight up yelling and I think calling him racist, right? Because he had a history of being racist in um baseball sports. yeah i i that is really <laughs> I don't know history. yeah um, so what i so when i was like thinking of these examples i was thinking you know kimmy and alicia didn't win but i'm thinking like there are examples of winners of big brother and winners of survivor yeah yeah like josh martinez and big brother he's the one who I was don't... hitting the pots and and like he got in so many fights and he ended up winning I know. and i'm just like you know what people have, have yelled... i told you my josh story as well i have a fun josh story as well uh, does that have to do with hearts of reality <laughs> yes were you there <laughs> No, but I heard about it afterwards. Oh my gosh. So for our listeners at home, Hearts of Reality is a wonderful event that takes place in Florida. Fingers crossed it still goes ahead this year because after everything that's going on, we need a vacation with a lot of reality <laughs> TV people and a lot of fun. This moment, there was um, a group of Survival Challenge contestants in a hotel room enjoying ourselves. And we were like, I guess in the bedroom, just kind of like hanging uh, out. From bed. what I heard is that you guys were just like all like, seven of you are like on the bed at the same time (laughs) and you guys are just chilling but it was like a very weird visual yeah so we were all just like hanging out the bed there was multiple of us just sitting on this bed just talking and then all of a sudden we hear a door open and i don't even know if we heard the door or if we saw the person enter the room but (laughs) josh from big brother walks to the room and goes uh i think i put the wrong room <laughs> why the door was open to get into the hotel room. Yeah. I think we were waiting for someone. We left it open. He probably saw a door ajar, was told by somebody else, come up to our room, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He has a better room and he's like, I think I got the wrong room. And we're like, um, well, can we take a photo with you? <laughs> so we got this picture of all Where of he us jumped on, a on bed. the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just there and then he's like, okay, I think I'm gonna go now. We're like, okay, bye. bye. But that was our Josh <laughs> moment. Like it's just like it's where so in the world does this happen that just like some random big brother contestant just ends up in your like hotel room and you're just like, All right, selfie. Like in the visual of like seven moment. of you just like on a bed, like, oh hi. <laughs> we were laughing so much that I think <laughs> In the picture, it just looks like we're crying because it was the funniest <laughs> thing that we had encountered that whole weekend. But yeah. Um, okay, so back to the blow up. <laughs> Speaking of Josh, you know. Um, yeah. So do you think there would have been any benefit for Nick yelling at camp? What, I, like what he wanted to do? I, not at that point, no. Mm-hmm. I just don't think, I think that a blow up helps if you have people on your side um which is a hard thing to kind of say because you you want to be able to blow up in order to get people on side but if you're already on the outs it just gives people more to kind of and here's the thing do you do it straight away or do you do it three days later when you can potentially go home like right before the vote and i think that's what we saw happen for someone else 
where they did they yeah. blow up at the end and it yep. may have just been like oh, oh. you're playing with so much fire <laughs> like it was just ah uh, this was so a, it's a top and tail episode top and tail being like the start the finish like it was blow up at the front blow up at the end ah uh, Amazing episode. Well, see, okay, here's the thing, though. Nick didn't blow up. He was about to blow up. He only sure. blew up to Michelle, to Tony, but he reined it in. And I would have the argument that... He should have blown up. He's That he's on the outs. He is very aware that no one is filling him in with a plan. He's so mm-hmm. pissed about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the reason why he doesn't blow up is he's like, okay, maybe I can ingratiate myself. I can do right. this. Yeah. But he, we see that he doesn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, well, you okay. know what? Well, just, he was just, told Adam and they voted Adam. So sure. he did get ingratiated. But I would say that uh, if he really feels like he's on the outs, yeah. he is going, he could, let's think this through. I he could cool, yeah. go to, back to camp and pick one person to hard co- core throw under the bus and be like, Tyson, you're the one who told me the opposite name. You were lying straight to my face. Tyson, right. who else are you lying to? You just come in here and yeah. you're just playing with me. And instead of yelling at everybody to make everybody piss, he'll just... And also, this is like another tangent off of this thought. My brain is like sure. working in no, so many go, circles go, right go. now. I love it. But this is, this is way, way rabbit trail. Okay. One of my favorite strategies that I've seen... Uh-huh. Is Michelle on Big Brother seventeen? No, eighteen. Big Brother like, eighteen was a, was the first like Big Meech? Brother season. Meech. The yeah. first season I got back into Big Brother was eighteen, and she did something which I believe was not on purpose, but it worked out really good for her. Uh-huh. Is she told everybody that her target was this girl named Bridget? No one cared about Bridget. Who cares about her? But everybody uh, knew that Meech hated Bridget, and Meech uh-huh. wanted Bridget out. Yeah. So you know what? That actually made Meech not a target at all. Nobody's going for Meech because they're like, oh yeah, Meech wants to bridge it out. She's got her, yeah. So Meech is not coming for me, so we could keep her around. So if Nick decides to throw someone like Tyson under the bus and be all about Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. Of then course, like, then, you know, Nick's Tyson, got Tyson might... on the brain. Yep. Let's not worry we'll about We'll get Tyson Nick. later. Yeah. So that's my yeah. thought about when or why to blow up at camp is it i think it's when your back is against the wall i do like that tactic because i do think it's valuable when people know that you have something against someone so all of Mm -hmm. your focus is going to be on that one person that means that your focus isn't on that person directly so like if Mm -hmm. i told you i've got something with someone else you're not going to be worried that i'm coming after you exactly you know um but in saying that this is also the question of do you go to rocks and it's like the I, the comparison being if you're already on the bottom and there's mm-hmm. a chance that you're just going to go next round do you try to get the power back by going to rocks this episode or do you just save Taking yourself the... one round and then go out next round it's like, kind of like the going all in in poker it's just right. like i'm gonna go this way and i'm gonna give it all right and so for me i'm an advocate for going to rocks because mm-hmm. chances are if you are in the bottom and you don't go to rocks now then you're going home next. Like, that's it. Or you get further in this game, but you're not going to get there with the right people, with the right strategies, so you're not going to win. So it's like sometimes you need to do the thing that seems drastic because, you know what, I'd rather go out now 
get some food, enjoy myself, <laughs> all go to the edge and just kind of like not have to worry with this strategy. Mm-hmm. In saying that, sorry, I just realized we need to speak about the edge as well. So oh, shall, yeah. we, shall, we <laughs> ju- shall we jump into the edge? I like starting these episodes with the edge because here's, mm-hmm. here are my thoughts, honestly, with the edge. Every time I watch the edge segment and then we end up back to the real game, I have this kind of like, oh, that's right. There's another really? game going on. But in saying that, then very quickly, I'm like, oh, yeah, but this game's amazing. But so I you love like, you kind the of miss edge. It. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I'm loving it, too. Like for um, me, I, mm-hmm. sorry, just like just to, to uh, button it, it's like the edge for me is a different show that I'm here for as well. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, it's yeah. not the survivor that I know, but whatever this show is, I want to watch it as well. Yeah. Um, nothing like watching people suffering. <laughs> like, but even <laughs> just like scavenger hunts. <laughs> yeah, like the moment of like panning in on the girls doing yoga at the start and just watching their silhouettes on the beach. Like aesthetically, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. What, it is. what they're going through, like you can almost see inside their brains with the editing and how they're piecing it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see, like, I, I don't know that a lot of people have acknowledged, but we get to see Danny and Poverty working together again, which is really yeah. nice for me. Like, oh, I'm I didn't just, think about how they ended on Danny's yeah. vote out. They ended on really bad Danny terms. not trusting Poverty. And like now Danny's like confiding in Poverty. Poverty's finding this clue because of Danny's information. Mm-hmm. And then not only sharing it just with Danny, but then deciding to share it with everyone because she's got a heart and she feels bad for the people that have been there longer. And like we... We had Brendan on and he was like, I don't understand why people on the edge aren't trying to convince other people to quit. And (laughs) it seems like more of a bonding experience than it is a polarizing experience. You know, you're all at the low of lows. Are you going to like really feel better about getting people to quit? Or do you want to get these people to vote for you at the end? Like, that's my thing. My pitch was be on their good side. That way, when you're sitting there at the end, when you go back into the game, you can get their votes. Exactly. Um, but so, yeah, so like, obviously you're winning people's votes, but I was very disappointed in Parvati and Danny sharing, sharing. I mean, taking the tokens and buying food for everyone, which we didn't see, but we heard that's what they're going to do. Right. I'm very, I just want them to think clear enough. They both just lost the challenge to go back in Uh and they should, should be thinking, okay, I need to get tokens for adv- for the next challenge to have an advantage because they had the opportunity to buy oh, three advantages yeah. so they could have spent three fire tokens to get three advantages and they each i mean poverty didn't have any did she danny had one advantage anyways yeah they should be thinking about because technically speaking even if the two of them found them they got four tokens. They could have split it two and two. Yep. They didn't have to tell anybody that they found anything. I mean, Rob ended up finding three and not telling anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So, yeah. So, I was just, you know, I understand that they're hungry. Yeah. And you cannot overstate the bond that those people have on the edge, mm-hmm. which is the reason why it's not a good game mechanism because they are yeah. also the jury. But mm-hmm. I really would have loved for them to save those tokens for themselves for yeah. a challenge. And this is where we see the buddy system yeah. once again from Boston Rob, the buddy uh-huh. system for everybody to have a buddy so they can keep well, track of it, each other. Was it Boston Rob's plan or was it Natalie's plan? Because Natalie said I know, that right? she wanted Yule and Wendell to go off so that they uh-huh. could weigh in. And from what the girls were saying, Poverty and Danny, it sounded like they didn't want to share their food with Yule and Wendell. 
which is really funny because when I bet they're not going to feast, well, maybe they're not, but when we got a merge feast, yet Yule didn't. And I know. apparently being in the game, you get fed more than being on the edge. Like that's <laughs> how bad the edge is. Yeah. Like, just because you were still in the game three days ago. Yeah. Three days ago. I yeah. mean, Wendell just went out, but because you were in the game three days ago, you've been in a better spot than Fed us. better. How? Yeah. This is Survivor. How I know. The edge... are they getting treated on the edge? Oh, gosh. Enough for wow. Sandra to hear one second of it and go, I'm out. Yeah, she's like, it's not for me. <laughs> All right. So that's, I mean, we pretty much encompassed the edge just then. Is there anything else that we need to acknowledge? Well, I mean, I I did share on the podcast once about how when you get the clue that everybody opens together, I posed the strategy of just booking it, just start running in a direction and open the clue and read it. But I just want to backtrack on that. And we saw this episode, how they are all talking about the clue and And so, like, maybe it is fine to just stay back and maybe someone will say something that'll help you figure out the clue. I mean, and look at what Danny and Poverty did. And like, look at what Rick Devins did when he solved the map that folded over and the holes lined up. Mm-hmm. And he accidentally said that in front of everybody. So he right. gave away something and he knew it was stupid. So maybe it's good to just hang around and see if anybody drops something. It's that- true. It's good for you. <laughs> I, I think my tactic is just make sure you don't lose sight of anyone. Ooh. You know, like if somebody goes off, just make sure that you can see them. And as soon as they go out of sight, it's probably time to leave. Yeah. But major props to Parv and Danny working together to figure out that, that clue. That yeah. was amazing. I also think that Danny is not getting enough credit in these episodes. <laughs> Last week, she was yeah. the second female to get to that end point. This week, she was the person technically who came up with the method to figure out this clue. Yep. Whether whether she had mm -hmm. the information or not is something else. She was the one that put the plans into place. So I'm happy that Danny's out there, honestly, because I think that without that, Parvati would not have figured that out. I know. But yep. And then Parv gets the confessional. I did something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, like, she put, she, okay, she's the dean in the Tommy and Dean scenario. Wow. Like we're going back to last season. Tommy is complaining about being colorblind, gives all of the information to Dean, figures that out on his own anyway, (laughs) but Dean comes up with the last thing, gets the advantage, the idol, whatever Uh it was. And, um, you know, has that one up on Tommy. However, Tommy's the one that ends up winning the season. So you know, it's like Danny, winner of Survivor Winners at War. You heard it here first. I'm absolutely here for it. However, um, let's okay. So we we see the Aubrey moment. Aubrey keeps on getting shout outs in this season. Um, as I know, it's so good. Players. And it's like, and that was the season that she did poorly. I I mean, out of her seasons, a lot of people say that the Edge of Extinction is the season that Aubrey performed the not the best. Yeah, she didn't go three. the farthest. Yeah. Right. However, she's still getting shout outs for that one. She's, so. she, I mean, she's iconic. You can't deny that Aubrey really is a game changer. <laughs> I know, that's fair. Um, but in saying that, you know, we've got all of these people on this island. We flip back over. It's challenge time. And Her war challenge, nonetheless. Right. Okay. So, sorry, quickly. A couple weeks ago, I uh-huh. went back to watch an episode of Survivor. Okay. The thumbnail on the website is a picture of Tony pulling back a slingshot with a red sandbag in it, releasing what? it. What? Yeah. 
We have not seen that challenge. No, no, no. We have not seen that challenge. <laughs> However, this is the thumbnail for like episode six or seven. I'm like, why are you using thumbnails for challenges that we never saw no, take place? Because there's reward challenges happening, in case anybody doesn't know. There's reward challenges happening that we don't get to see on the show. Right. Now, we can assume that this is prior to... Well, actually, he stayed on the Red Tribe the whole time, didn't he? He didn't actually change color buffs. I don't think he did. Yeah. So it could have taken place with the original group. It could have taken place with the second group. But Mm -hmm. there was a slingshot challenge. Tony was using a slingshot. There was a reward (laughs) involved, obviously. (laughs) But we never saw the challenge. And they've used the footage, and it's killing me inside because I need to see this challenge. And we know that we're not going to see it in a future episode. I think that we discussed in last season, they were using rewards from like episode three and episode six and just not showing footage of certain contestants that had been already voted out. Like it was... Oh yeah, that was a mess. Right. So it's just kind of like their editing is very interesting, um, but there might've been like the episode where it actually took place. There was too much information that will... It's a great challenge. Let's put it in a later episode. Um, and let's just not show footage of this. So, so random. Yeah. What did you, I loved this reward challenge. What did you think about this one? The so fish split, on the net and Yeah. So we've puzzle. seen the fish on the net before. We've seen yeah. this puzzle before. I, the most interesting thing for me was the fact that it was a schoolyard pick. Yeah. That's, that really is. Jeremy. Oh yeah. That was the most, um, uh, thrilling part of it to me to find out who the teams were. And the thing for me is when I saw that it was separated between men and women, I was like, the women are going to win. Like, I just, ah, you knew I it. Just, yeah, because there's something about, like, you've got Michelle and Sophie on the puzzle, and they've been the puzzle people for their tribes the yep. whole time, right? Yep. You've got... You could say that the puzzle's laid down for them like lovers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do, do you know you what I... Do you know no? what I'm quoting? Oh, gosh. Now I sound like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> I am literally quoting Debbie. The puzzle from piece Ko-Rong. is laid down for them, like lovers. She, uh, she said in a confessional, Debbie and Korong says, puzzle, yeah, never mind. I'm, I'm no, I mean, I love a Debbie <laughs> moment. You know I love a good Debbie moment. <laughs> but when you don't know it's Debbie and I just say it, man, wow. that's but, That was yeah. a risk I took right there. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I th- this is the thing. I love that you have a lot more new school knowledge than I do because yeah, you'll you still catch me off guard. That's why we're here, you know? Yeah. my yang. <laughs> Um, but lays down like lovers. I, love I loved it. when they won and all, and like Ben is in the middle and all the girls are on, are hugging from the outside. <laughs> Did yes. you catch that part? That was hysterical. Yeah. Well, I mean, it reminds us of the Argo tribe hugging in the rain. You know? Oh yeah. So cute. It's all huddled up. Army Adam on the outside protecting us. But <laughs> I thought it was very interesting that they had like Sarah, Kim and Ben swimming. Brute force. Absolute. Mm-hmm like beasts and then you look at the other side they had tyson um they had so they had tyson they had adam, adam and they tony had tony okay mm-hmm. weird a weird three to do the swimming portion in my opinion mm-hmm. i mean we've already seen adam struggling at a water challenge with the jumping and all that kind of stuff and just completely getting exhausted when he had to try and get the boy um with the key yeah, what do you think why was it, why would adam not be on a puzzle that's right and put jeremy in the water i mean jeremy was on the puzzle like that for me was like mm, do you like i just think that he should have been the brute force of the water because exactly. the thing is when they had what was hold, going on there when they held those heavy 
fish pieces and they had to yeah. run them in. Adam's at the back. Tyson doesn't even have an extended arm. He's like leaning down. Tony's to in the front dragging both of the poles. So yeah. Wh- no, but oh this is God. like once the pieces are hooked on and they've got it all out in a, in a line because Tony's shorter, Adam's shorter, and then Tyson's Oh, middle, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, at least have Jeremy in the front, Tyson in the back, and Tony with like an extended arm or something. Like, what in the world? It just seemed like weird pairings for me. I feel like if they had have put the pieces together better in their brain, they would have been able to put the pieces. Yeah, together you. To- I totally want to know the thinking um, behind yeah. all that. And but um, just mm-hmm. quickly, what do you think was the reasoning behind leaving Denise completely out of the challenge? Yeah, why she wasn't picked? That's that's completely. She's a brute force. Yeah. Like, I, I would have preferred to have her in the water than Adam, honestly. Does does this show that... Yeah, who... Adam... Who, man, sorry, I'm, like, thinking all over the place. No, but here's the Are thing, people hiding that, their relationship with Denise? Or is Denise kind of on the outs? My question is, was it Kim who picked every member? Or was it the person that she picked who picked the next person? Exactly. We've seen it both ways during reward challenges. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess well, that's that's who who would have picked Adam? <laughs> Why does Adam get picked for the puzzle portion? And then they didn't put him. On they didn't there? even put him know. on there. Well, that's I mean, if it was Jeremy's pick, I could totally see Jeremy trying to hide his Denise connection. I could see him picking Adam over Denise to hide that he's close with Denise. I think it did. Jeremy so would do that. Jeremy so would do that. Well, here's the other thing, though. Jeremy did say after the challenge that he wanted to talk to Nick. So maybe he feels good with Denise and whoever wins the challenge, win or lose, you're going to be spending time with these people. So he's like, I need to be keeping Adam with me. I don't want him hanging out with those other guys. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was a strategic play on Jeremy being like, who do I want to have around me uh, when it comes to win or lose when it comes to the challenge? Yep. And he's That's, like, yeah, know, he's thinking next level. But he, I, mm-hmm. he didn't need the reward because he, okay. So we know <laughs> that the red tribe loses the challenge, obviously. And then he gets pissed off, not because Sarah gives Nick a reward because it's his birthday, but because Jeremy wanted to talk to Nick. And I'm <gasps> like, oh, we, but did we hear that from the, in the episode or, or is that what yeah. you're thinking? We heard Straight that in away. the episode. Jeremy's like, Sarah gives her reward to Nick and I'm like, Sarah, I wanted to talk to Nick. What are you doing? That was his, that was his confessional. I missed that. Wow. And so in my mind, I'm like, wait, Jeremy, like, but if he ended up on the other tribe, you wouldn't have been able to, but if he picked Nick, which wasn't necessarily expressed in that confessional, it makes more sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, You know, Tony tells Sarah it was a bad move to give her reward to Nick. I mean, was there any, and I thought, I really thought we were going to get a confessional from Sarah telling us that like, yeah, I did that to get on Nick's good side, but we didn't. We got a confessional of her saying that she was using her emotions. And well, here's the thing. We got a confessional very similar to Sarah at the merge feast. And I expressed how it was really nice. We were just seeing them all kind of unite and have Uh time off from the game. And like Sarah's taken this approach again at this challenge. But it's funny because she gets questioned about it at the challenge. She looks a little kind of awkward, kind of like, "Eh, it's, you know, it was his birthday and and I want to make sure that I don't feel sick, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of like weaving some story. We know that this is just kind of like an uncomfortable moment for Sarah. She's probably um, questioning in that moment, oh my gosh, did I 
do the wrong thing. And I think later on, she has to kind of just solidify, no, I yep. made my choice. Yeah. This is what it is. Here's my confessional. I need to be a human being. I want my kids back home to see what it means to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't vote him out on his birthday, but we definitely like blindsided him. Yeah. So she felt bad. I mean, that's what the story is. I don't but think it was a good move. Sandra I think felt that bad was- too. And Sandra went home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just in this game, I just, you just, don't play with your emotions. You have to be completely cerebral. And like what I said, when I complained about Parv buying yeah. food, you got to yeah. be thinking about yourself and that $2 million. So, so I, I premised to you before we started recording, I said, I've got a lot to talk about based off of feelings. Oh not yeah. A, not opinions necessarily, but feelings. Like <laughs> there is a strategic way to look at the game of survivor, but this mm-hmm. episode brought up so many feelings and I think that this season is really being dominated by feelings which mm-hmm. we haven't seen in a long time we've seen a lot of games and for like this for this season who knew we were going to get that right and I think it's because everybody understands the weight of it it's like we've all won we all have a legacy to uphold we all care about one another we all know what we've been through we all understand what's going on in everybody's brain we've all got a story we all got here for the same reasons. So how can I separate myself from you? You're not the asshole who doesn't know how to be social, who doesn't know how to be strategic, who doesn't know how to play this game. I can't use Like the people they're used to playing, that they played their winning game against. Right. So they're like, I don't care about you. You're a non-entity. But these people are not non-entities. These people end up on an island where they get to voice their opinion on these people. They get to talk to the jury who votes for them at the end. Like this is the, this is what, the edge does to people. And I question if we still would have as many feelings if the edge did or didn't exist. Interesting. You know, you like, mean like for people still in the game and for people on the edge. Well, obviously we wouldn't see the people on the edge because they'd be doing their own thing. Right. 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 But then you've got the people in the game who understanding like I can't screw these people over you'll set it at his tribal council he's like I want to vote you out and have you give me your fire tokens not only that you're going to be going to a island with my but people I voted out who are making up a jury to vote for me to win at the end like it is really kind of playing a different like and they're getting updates they're getting like not only updates at tribal council they're getting mm-hmm. updates from the people that were voted people out, voted out. Mm-hmm. what he said at tribal council was a lie it didn't happen. I've got nothing to lose. I'm out of the game. You know, like, it's just, it adds a whole different element to the game. And I think we saw feelings really play up after the, um, well, I guess we should talk about the immunity challenge. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was... Pretty straightforward? It was pretty straightforward. The best part was Ben doing some type of robot move with his arm to help him balance. Getting I don't know how balance. it worked or why it worked, but if you see me out there... I'm going to be using my arms like that, trying to stay in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't want to rock the boat. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, right. Um, but were we expecting to see Kim win that one? I don't think I was. 
No, I wasn't. I thought that the shorter people would have done the best. Um, I do got to, you know, I think I've talked about this probably several times on the podcast, but positive self-talk is where it's at. That's what I learned from when we played Survivor, that I just had the worst self-talk in my head of Mm -hmm. like, oh gosh, this is going to be hard. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Oh, I'm going to suck at this. Uh Um, (laughs) So that was my horrible self-talk. And I've learned since to just like, really when you're going into something, like I played kickball with my church. Uh-huh. and I was so nervous and the ball is rolling at me because uh, it's my turn to kick and I'm no. like oh my God. and I was going I was like I mean I was able to kick it but I like oh. had positive self-talk like I can do this I can do this I was being funny oh. about it too okay good like, I was just like talking to myself like you got it you got it you got it and you um, need to do that you yeah, need to be Kim, your own cheerleader Kim was if you caught this Kim was telling herself don't get distracted and yeah. we heard her at the end, she was saying, stay, stay, stay. And it was so cool that she was like talking herself. Yeah. And I mean, it. And it that, worked. It's, it's that positive reinforcement. It's that mm-hmm. like belief in yourself. It's like, I can, I can, I can. Right. It's the, uh, you know, what is it? The little train that could or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. Yes. <laughs> so here's the, here's the thing. So we see the um, immunity challenge play out. Um, we have, we have a very fun moment from Jeff Probst saying that Jeremy has the weirdest dismount that they've ever seen. And we see <laughs> three amazing. of them sitting, ah! like Denise, Michelle, are just like chuckling there, you know, um, and it was just enticing. Um, you know I, what, um, I thought of, uh, with my mom, we thought of, uh, Lauren Beck from last season uh-huh. when they were doing that immunity challenge where they were hanging over the water and it was endurance like they were on a rope and they were hanging uh-huh. and she like it was time she was about to drop and she was like terrified she's like I don't want to drop <laughs> I thought that Jeremy was scared but just still that same right. like ah! <laughs> yeah and then on. was it was it her who was terrified to jump and then did like the worst dismount into the water and we're <laughs> like, like smacked <laughs> yeah there was somebody who was just like oh no they screamed as they jumped off yeah was it her i'm pretty sure it was her because i don't think it was karishma i think it was lauren wasn't it yeah and she jumped off and she like screamed and everybody was like that was a bit dramatic <laughs> yeah so jeremy was dramatic but it was hysterical or she screamed and then jumped yeah <laughs> it was something so bizarre <laughs> but no i completely forgot about that i have i look i've been watching this season going i want to watch previous seasons and oh, I actually thought about it in this challenge okay so we've seen this challenge before right but if we go back to season 23 all right okay. so if you played in season 23 the challenges have changed dramatically in 17 seasons right yeah like explain more like what has changed okay so we didn't see a lot of these like individual challenge to this degree like a lot of the immunity challenge we saw like competition based not endurance based you know, mm. so like the challenge that Sophie won against Ozzy was that one where everybody starts on a podium. They each have their own puzzle station, but they have to travel out to these other stations, get the bag of puzzles and do a back. task to get to there and then come back. Right. Yeah. And you're running around each other. It's like this whole thing. We saw mazes where people were blindfolded, had to find their way around a maze, untie puzzle pieces. Like the, the immunity portion when it comes to the individual game has dr- drastically changed when it comes we to We have just the first like five challenges in these merges have always, I mean, for lately have been endurance challenges. Yeah. And I was actually thinking when we were watching this one, I was thinking like, oh, I miss the like, yeah, like the high intense 
ones, which we usually don't get till final six, final yeah. five. But once like we start the, getting all those. Right. But the, the, now that I think about it, a lot of these individual immunity challenges, people don't have the ability to affect another person's outcome. So like in those other challenges, like the one with Sophie, like if you were going to a leg where that's where your last puzzle piece is, but the person who's running it is taking too long, you have to wait. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that was kind of like, you had to have the strategy, which one am I going to go for first? How am I going to make this happen? Like, um, we, the, the mazes, you can run into someone and they can be an obstacle in your way. Like we're not seeing that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're seeing And those ones. are more like men- yeah, definitely mental challenges rather right. than the, like just straight up endurance. Yeah. And it's like, so for me, it's just kind of like, I'm missing the massive mazes where they come into the middle and then they have to make a ladder that they get to the top and get the fire and then they win. Like that for me seemed a little more survival, you know, mm-hmm. than, and I mean, I mean, let's just go back to heroes versus villains. Final four, maze challenge, blindfolded. Everybody is at that final thing. You've got Jerry, you've got Poverty, and you've got Russell. The three of them are in the last portion of it trying to find this, they had to grab the idol. Oh yeah, they were all trying to find. Screaming, because you don't want it to be Russell. And yeah, Jerry got it, right? No, Russell got it. Oh, Russell got it. Jerry was that close and then they voted That's what. Yeah, that's why. And we wanted Jerry at the end. We wanted Jerry to have it. Could you imagine Jerry at the end of that season? That would have been the biggest redemption story. She definitely that season made me fall like love Jerry. I loved Jerry. Right. She look. I mean, going off the end of All Stars, where (laughs) Where she got booed off the stage. Yeah. Well, she got booed and then refused to go back on stage and Mm -hmm. then ask for the million dollars because she didn't know that there was a million dollar episode happening the next episode where a second million was getting awarded to somebody oh, else. Oh, gosh. What? <laughs> um, remember when they had the, um, the America's Choice? And that's when yeah. Russell won, um, Russell, Rupert won his million. Uh-huh. Just because we've all forgotten that that even happened, Rupert mm-hmm. won a million dollars. Yeah. I forgot. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen him play again since then, and I'm like, ah, oh, Rupert. Oh, wait, he already got his million. He like, yeah, he's already a winner. <laughs> yeah, so we got sidetracked um where are we at okay immunity challenge happens we go back to camp and then all hell breaks loose glitter falls from the sky <laughs> glitter <laughs> and it's yeah, okay so i kind of tracked like the sequence of events yes tell okay. me let's go first up we get kim talking about with the group all right we're splitting on nick and adam which mm. spoiler alert is the plan at the end of this all they don't yes. super split, but a couple votes get put on Nick. Okay. Can I can I interject? Mm-hmm. I found it very fascinating that Kim felt confident enough to be bringing something to the table. It's also yeah. because she had immunity. Yep. But this is the first time Kim talks like she's been a part of this big group the whole time. No, lady. She's been on the outs forever. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, we've got these smaller groups on the outs. I'm like, yeah, but what happens when they're all gone? Then it's you. Like, are you thinking? Like, you've just won immunity. You're clearly a challenge threat. Like, it really made me question where her head's at in this game. She's had a lot of very questionable moments this season. Yeah. Um, Man, I love her. What I texted our group at the beginning of this whole segment is I. I think I said, or maybe I might've done it before the episode, but I said that I think that someone is going to scoop up the Michelle, Nick, Adam group and go and vote someone else out. I thought someone was going to make a move, that but it didn't sense. happen. 
I know. So like what you're saying about Kim, like maybe Kim should be thinking that way. Yeah. But she says she doesn't have a relationship with Nick. She doesn't mm-hmm. trust Adam. And we yeah. haven't seen anything with her and Michelle. Yeah. So then we get Nick telling Tyson that Sophie is putting Tyson's name out. Complete lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we didn't see sorry. any of that. Before that, when Kim was talking to the group about yeah. putting the votes, let's split it between Nick and Adam. Then I caught this the second time. Ben says, well, should we just be splitting up Nick and Michelle? And Kim I goes, totally miss that. Yeah. And then Michelle's like, so we just split the votes between them. And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right. And he then, was protecting Adam. <laughs> this is what I caught. And I was like, wait, what? So whether Ben actually enjoys Adam or not, he clearly <laughs> thought that Adam was a number for him in some degree. Because then Kim expresses, I would rather see Nick leave. He's the yeah. person who needs to go. So it really didn't affect her plans, whether it's Adam or Michelle that gets the votes put on them. She wanted Nick gone, right? Yeah. Can we jump on this Ben and Adam relationship? I have so many thoughts on this, on the Ben Adam thing. And yeah. here's, here's what I think. They're so clearly like, you know, brothers out there, brothers that annoy the crap out of each other. Right. Here's, here's my hypothesis of how this relationship got fractured. Like they're working together, but they don't want to be working together, but they need Correct. each other. Yeah. And they're, but here's what probably happened. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, at the beginning of their friendship or alliance ship or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think that Ben probably had some type of ego trip or, you know, just like telling Adam what to do and which Adam probably didn't like. Sure. But a really smooth survivor player would have just fed Ben's ego and would have just, you know, like, just like, oh yeah, great. You know, really been a social player. Yeah. But I don't think Adam could do that. So I bet that when Ben was saying something or doing something, I bet that Adam snapped back at him and, and then that makes Ben snap back because as Adam said, Ben has a Boston Rob side to him that he doesn't want to admit. And I think that it's just escalated. Okay, so the perfect example for this is going back to Ghost Island and watching Donathan and Bradley. And when... Oh, when Bradley was yelling at Donathan about the fire? Yeah, he's like, go and do that. And Donathan's like, I was just... And he's like, can you do it? And he's like, okay. Like, and then everybody oh. thought Bradley was crazy and voted out Bradley. Yeah. You know, where Whereas Adam, Adam, Adam bites debate. back. Adam bites so, back when he should have just sucked up. Right. I, th- I That's what I... We didn't particularly see that in these episodes but that's what i feel like is happening i mean we see it enough in his confessionals and we've seen him getting like water and being like what is happening and people like we know adam like he adam definitely has had some not very redeeming like oh yeah like and i know people who are so so annoyed by him oh i okay i'm I've come full circle with Adam this season. Yeah, yeah. I started you've out related going, with him a ton. <laughs> this episode more than ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is the middle point of the game where this stuff happens. Like, for me, I'm that type of person that if I can't get past the middle of the game, like, like there's, no, there's no chance. Like, mm-hmm. it's like this is usually when people kind of put their numbers together. Who's got a better chance of getting to the end? Who has the best chance of manipulating people? Tyson talks to Kim. Adam was able to kind of flip this. Now we're going for Sarah. You know, Nick is the one that's saying, who would you say? Like, Nick was talking to who? Tony? Uh, Tyson and telling 
Tyson that Sophie threw him out there? That's right. He was throwing mm-hmm. Sophie's name under the bus now, which is funny because, I mean, Nick was working with Sophie early on, but we've already established that Sophie's completely cut ties with the people she was working on early in the game. So she's no longer attached to any of those boys, Wendell, Yule, or Nick. She's like, I'm out. And so he feels confident enough to be throwing her name out. Tyson gets to Kim and says, look, Adam's able to do this. So then Kim's on board with this whole, we've got to get Adam out. So then she's like, all right, we're back to the original plan. Then, I mean, <laughs> who was it? Um, Jeremy. Oh, what did Jeremy kind of be not in on any of the conversation, but just reacting to everyone was actually kind of iconic. Yeah, it was amazing editing. Him just sitting on that bench, and every time someone told him I'm a new back. name, he was like, I'm what? Back. Huh? But, like, legitimately, like, what? What is happening? <laughs> and it kind of, I loved it because it meant that Jeremy wasn't, driving the vote yep because you know that i don't necessarily want to see him in a power position right i like seeing people use him and it's probably not smart for him to do that yeah right so he's laying low right now but i really wish that it would just mean that they would come for him because we said that he's in trouble now but he wasn't in trouble this episode why is that i don't know why is sarah not in trouble her name came up by one person and everybody protected her she did everything that Adam was saying. She went against all of her allies. She was the person I was rooting for her last season. The fact that I'm not rooting for her this season just is very interesting for me because I was such a Sarah fan in mm-hmm. Game Changers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why aren't I rooting for her? And it's like, oh, because I'm just, there's so many iconic people that watching mm-hmm. her win another All-Star season, like, I know, I, I, I need to see Don't somebody. they know better? Don't they know not to let her get far? This is crazy. Well, well Sarah and Jeremy both won All-Star season right yeah yeah in contestant seasons so there i was actually thinking about jeremy like his reactions how he's sitting on the bench and going what huh and i just think that it's funny i think he's just like laughing while he's sitting there because like this is normal for him because he played second chances one of the craziest seasons Mm -hmm. and was that where voting blocks came out of the Stephen Fishback called it yeah. voting blocks. And I just like, I Jeremy's so. been through this crazy fluidity. But then again, in Tribal Council, he says that this is the craziest he's ever seen it. But, you know, this, this isn't his first rodeo. No. And it's funny because um, he actually, have you seen the article where um, Dalton Ross asks everybody who the best player to not win the game is? No, I have not read it. I saw a little... Okay, so Jeremy actually said, he's like, I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but I think that Spencer is probably the best person to never... I can see that. And he's like, he's such a good player, which I think is really kind of like redeeming for him to say it, be it that he took Spencer to the end and sat next to him. Yeah. But also like Spencer was so torn up by the series and that season that he actually didn't watch it play out. Oh, he didn't um, even watch it back? No, he was at the finale. He goes, I haven't watched the season. He goes, I, I just, I, I, I didn't He made it to. far both of the seasons. Spencer right. made it so yeah. far. So, he, I mean, he's a great player. A majority of the people said um, Sari and Aubrey. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes Ciri's sense to me. Sari's my hands-down pick. I me think too, me too. Best. But for Jeremy to say Spencer, I thought that was really interesting. Maybe he's kind of taking a leap out of Spencer's book in terms of kind of like laying low you know, playing up his social game. Like, mm-hmm. is this stuff that he learned from playing with Spencer? Even though he beat Spencer, like, is he trying to, like, use that kind of thing to his yeah. advantage? You know? Do you remember who Ben said in that article? Ben said Ryan from his own season. I was wondering, the, the way you talked about Jeremy and Spencer, I was, I know that Ben loves Ryan Ulrich, the 
Yeah, he said, remembers he the actually guy with the turtleneck? Yeah, he said Ryan and Chrissy. He's like, I know I'm biased. He goes, but the two of them were really incredible players. Yeah. Um, but a lot of other people <laughs> picked different people. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so where, where are we up to? We've got a well, lot of I kinda, I brought up I brought up the Tribal Council about how Jeremy sa- says at Tribal Council that it's the craziest he's ever seen it. Yes. Do you want to talk about, so we talked about the Ben and Adam thing. Uh, Do you want to talk about Tribal Council and... So the first question the is directed at Sarah, <laughs> and Sarah says, oh, no, this is an individual's game right now. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to hear that because technically speaking, since we've gotten to the merge, we haven't seen it be based off of tribes. The only tribes that were left out were the Sele tribe in the form of Wendell, Nick, and Michelle, mm-hmm. and not necessarily because they were in a tribe together, but because they were possibly the closest alliance out of those tribes. It really, it really has come down to, in my opinion, partnerships. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think people, I mean, but that's how Survivor works, the relationships you have. Mm-hmm. But it's really the people who have the closest bond. We mm-hmm. see Kim tell Denise, like, yeah, I'm cool with getting out Sarah. Immediately cut to Tyson. No, let's not do Sarah. <laughs> like, Instantly. that's who she's the closest with. Sarah and Tyson are the clo- are really close. Um, are they, Tyson though? and Kim are, well, they're, they're really close outside of Survivor. Since playing. Yes. So at this point, did she have any allegiance to him or is all of her allegiance to Tony? Oh, oh, I meant, sorry, I meant Tony when I said Sarah and Tony. Uh, you, okay, you said Tyson. That's oh, gosh. Well, yeah. it's got, got a lot of the same letters going on there. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely valid. But I was least, like, uh, don't you know that they've been close since playing Kagaya? They played three seasons <laughs> together. Um, <laughs> Haven't no, we talked about this? I was yeah, definitely so I, confused. The partnerships going on are, I think that's what's driving everything. Right. And um, I just think that, like, even seeing Denise this episode, because, um, spoiler alert, Adam gets voted out, unfortunately. We'll talk about that. But <laughs> I looked back at the votes because there was two votes for Nick. And I was like, I need to find out who this other vote was. Was it Ben? Did Ben hold up his end of his deal <gasps> saying he wasn't going to vote for Adam? Was it? Well, no, it was Denise. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So Ben says, I'm not voting for you. And then he votes him out. So Oh, yeah, Adam, he was done with Adam. He was done. Every, everything Adam was saying at Tribal Council. Oh, my gosh. So Adam is like, I'm like geeking out about Adam in this episode yeah. because yeah. this was the game that I wanted to see. This is the player that I love to watch. Like, yeah. he was calling it as he saw it. He wasn't letting the pressure of other people get to him the same way that Ben lets the pressure of other people get to him. We mm-hmm. even see Rob in the jury saying ben is Ben's paranoid. paranoid. <laughs> you see Wendell pointing when Adam's talking about, well, why did Wendell vote for me last episode? Why did, you know, Nick vote yeah. for me last episode? And Wendell's like, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody, <laughs> like, people on the jury were really behind Adam and his statements. And do you know why Adam was being so ballsy? Because he thought of it was an idol and he that thought was, he was safe. He, oh. ins- instead of that whole argument with Ben... Instead of that, where everybody else is solidifying the plan and Michelle's making sure she's in the middle of everything, Nick mm-hmm. is doing his work. Adam is playing ballsy because he thinks he has an idol. And that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. But not only that, like you watched, you watched Adam get isolated, which was devastating for me because I've been oh, I in know. that situation. And like yep. he goes up to Sophie and he says, Sophie, Ugh. I don't feel good. And she's like, I think you I should feel fine. fine. And then Ugh. he goes up to Ben. Ben, are you voting for me? No, I'm not. Jeremy, who are we voting for? Who are you voting for? 
screw you, Jeremy, as if he can say, I'm going to round up a group of people right now in this moment. No, let me in on your plan. Clearly, you don't have a plan and now you're putting it on me. Then Tony has the audacity to turn around and say, we all have to, what, do you want to talk about it? We have to go up there. That's where we vote. I'm like, Tony, you're an asshole. They, because you're an they did, absolute they just, asshole. Yeah, because they didn't know what to do to lie were, to Adam. They were they, all well, getting called out. Every single one of them in yeah, front of that jury. And, they didn't, and then Adam goes, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, what are you going to do? He's like, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of doing that. I don't that, have they a should, vote. They, they, yeah. they just really got caught up in not playing that lie really well like sophie i mean but sophie's lie was easier like i think he should feel fine yeah but um adam and i mean tony and jeremy should have said like put nick down we're doing nick right at least which i'm kind of i'm kind of pissed that um that now that you've told us who voted for nick which obviously one of them was adam Mm -hmm. i really wish he would have gone for someone else instead of nick in case that really was an idol and he could have taken out someone else, not Nick, you know? Wait. I mean, it would have been, t- wait, wait, it would have been tied on. Did he vote for Sarah? I, I have not wait. gone back to look at the votes. No, I thought there was two votes. Oh, wait. Was I there a vote for Sarah? His, oh, the okay, so that, vote oh the, okay, so then there was that. So then, so then it was, oh, wait, I need to make sure, because there was two votes for Nick. So was it Ben? Like, I'm so what sucks right is that now. we're not seeing typically at the end of survivor episodes right. we see this vote breakdown uh-huh. um but we so don't the- see that because we have to go see the edge which i kind of love and i love seeing adam say screw you guys to all the bequeathing who- boxes Ooh, bequeathing who- boxes well, look at you get <laughs> guess who the uh, second vote for nick was from was it ben nope was it sophie <laughs> no it's the last person you'd expect because they received a vote from Adam. Oh, Sarah? Mm-hmm. You know why she did that? Because she, she gave she him a reward gonna... and she needed to make it look like she wasn't trying to please him. No, I think, I think she didn't know that Denise was not going to vote Nick. I think Sarah was protecting herself. That classic, if you know ah. all the votes are going on one person and you're scared that that person might be voting for you, you throw a vote on someone else to in case, in case there's played. a tie. Um, we saw Devin Pinto was really the originator of this strategy. I don't know if he's the originator, but he's the one who did this, who it actually saved him. Mm. So we've seen him actually do this successfully when he saved himself from getting idled out by right. like, I think almost last minute doing this. So, so Devin Pinto. Say, okay. So say this, this tribal council idol was a real thing, which I think we all in our oh, heart of hearts definitely wanted was, it to be that i was texting people like oh please god please let this be an idol and the thing is like i still think it was a great move you see something like that and you yeah. have the ability to protect yourself potentially do it Jump so you it. should go see what i retweeted on twitter everybody mm-hmm. is i retweeted what adam posted tweeted about why he thought that was an idol and it was exactly what i was thinking about dion i don't know if you've seen survivor south africa have you no i have not it is i believe it is season six i watched it on youtube i heard one that of my that's f- the season you have to watch apparently that's oh yeah incredible it's one of my favorite seasons of survivor ever okay it, it was amazing and i'm not going to really talk about who or what yeah, don't, I don't want to spoil I anything. Watch it. Yeah, but there was an idol at Tribal, and someone had to go 
pick it up in front of everybody. And it is not out of the realm of possibility at all. And while I was watching it, I was like, Adam has so seen this episode. I'm sure he has. And he, so Dion, don't go look at my tweet because, because he has a clip of it because it's a clip of it happening. (laughs) But um, Adam tweets like the clip and says, this is what I was thinking of. And I'm just so proud of him. He's, he is our resident super fan. And this is, these are the people I love to watch survivor. The people who are so geeky about survivor. But here's the thing. It's like everybody who's like, that was the, like the stupidest moment I've ever seen. I'm like, if it worked, you wouldn't think he's so stupid. Like as Adam said, when he got his torch snuffed, he said it was worth a shot. And Jeff responded with one word. Absolutely. Always. Right? Always. Okay. Always. I was like, it was an A word. Um, <laughs> I'm just using a little more fabulous. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff would never, oh, I guess he could say absolutely. I could see him saying absolutely. Just a little more bro-y. Yeah. Just bro-y. a little. But, okay, so we do need to, okay, so we've talked about the Adam Ben thing. We've seen the jury's reactions. I don't think Ben has very many fans in the jury. No, I really he don't. I, um, the way that Tony talked to Adam, just like the, the, everybody belittled him so much to the point that Adam still didn't let them get him down. And he said, so then what's the plan? And they, no one looked at him. Tony was looking dead straight ahead. And I'm sure the jury hates seeing that. And then he just looked and he went, okay. Like Adam did everything in his power. Mm -hmm. He had logic in everything that he said. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't talking out of his ass. He had the most... But the problem was that he was being too ballsy and he should have been in those whispers and he should have been humble to try to do something else rather than fight with Ben while everybody else is arguing. But I mean, whispering. Question, here's my thing. Was he always the vote? Would it have been him anyway? Because in my That's mind, what, yeah. so he what, was doing what, what the, you said Nick should have done. Oh man! somebody else under the bus. So you can't, you can't change your tact well, now, but Here's the thing. Was... Adam throwing someone under the bus or was he just arguing with Ben? No, he said, I don't trust Ben because Ben's been telling me yada, yada. So he was giving off that. Well, Ben's a really bad liar, you guys. Mm -hmm. But he should have been going for someone else that easily could have been, if he's going to do it at tribal council to save himself, you know, well, he didn't have anything against Nick. Nick's on the outs. Like I know he, he, he did what, he should have been you, going for Sarah. If he's going to vote for Sarah, he sh- oh, man. he is really banked on that idol. He, well, he I, I just don't think that there was anything else he could have done. Mm-hmm. I, I think him being quiet, he would have gone home. Like mm-hmm. he literally was just doing his last ditch efforts. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this was what made him go home. I think he was always going home. I think a lot of people hated Adam's... Uh, point of view in that argument with Ben but I was like all for Adam I'm like tell him Adam tell him Adam like I thought that Ben came out looking awful although people at home watching find Adam super annoying I don't I found him entertaining I thought his confessionals were amazing he had the best confessionals so far Here's, here's the thing I also had a moment of when he got voted out I was like could we see Adam come back into the game oh man because we saw so many confessionals from him. Yeah. And they've been so entertaining. And But the thing is, it's like, will he be able to hold his own in an immunity challenge, like to come back into the game against all of those people? 
I'm already so excited for it. Oh, you know what oh. we should talk about before we end is we should talk about Michelle's advantage. She got her 50-50. Yes. We, we totally okay. forgot to talk about that. The, her side of it. Would yeah. you, my drop quickly. here, my drop your buff moment was that yeah. she paid four tokens for that thing. That's I what I was gonna say. <laughs> I had no idea that it, it would ask that much of her. I was like, they, they surely they can't ask for four tokens, and they did, and she paid it. Yep. That was the that was cookie told her dropping. To. Yeah. I mean, my drop your buff moments was that was tribal council, the blow up between Adam and Ben. Yeah. I was here yeah. for it because I needed to see it play out. You know, I needed to see Ben being taken down a peg because, you know, Ben did what? Okay, so like, huh. Boston Rob went up to Danny and said, did you say this? Yeah, and she owned up to it. Boston Rob got that information from Ben because Ben ratted her out. Yeah. Adam wasn't willing to rat somebody out the same way that Ben was willing to rat someone out. And in my mind, that means that Adam's more of a loyal player. In saying that, it was also Adam who said it. So yeah, <laughs> he wasn't yeah. willing to just throw somebody else under the bus. Also, if you go back and watch that clip of him lying to Ben, he looks to the left so many times. And that's like one of those key things that someone's lying to you is they can't I make eye contact. Right. I thought it was the left. Oh, gosh. All right, let's Google. Uh, which direction do you look... When you're lying. We've been, we've been using Google a lot in this podcast. And that's okay. I'm here for it. Because we're so excited um, about it. Many psychologists believe that when a person looks to their right, they're la- likely to be telling a lie. Uh-huh. Glancing up to, th- up to the left is to indicate honesty. But the experts are wrong, according to Professor Wiseman. Wait, that, does, that's, that sounds like a fake professor. <laughs> that's not real. Wiseman. <laughs> what am I reading? Professor Wiseman. <laughs> professor Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, call me S- Professor Survivor Genius, and then just, just believe everything I say when it comes to Survivor. The point is that he was lying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, that's, that's going to be something that we'll have to deal with. In saying that, it was a hard conversation to watch. It really was a hard conversation to watch because... If you're Ben, you do ask the question, but the way that he put Adam in a position... They, it almost, they, they had a rocky foundation. They did not have a good foundation to even be doing this on. Yeah. They already find each other so annoying. Right. I just think and, that there's ways that you can do it and still have some like redeeming qualities about it. Like if Ben said, Adam, people are telling me that you're putting my name out. I'm not yeah. doing that. Okay. I'm just telling you what other people are saying. If you're not saying that, that's fine. I'm just exactly. going seven other people. So Exactly. You know? And that comes back to what I think about the Ben and Adam relationship is that Ben goes on, I mean, I love Ben, but he goes on this like ego trip. Yeah. And, it's really bad. And, and Adam bites back instead of just playing the card. And you know what? Because what kind of player is Ben? He's an emotional player. <laughs> he really is. And Adam talked about his winning game of millennials versus gen X that he played with a lot of truth that he would just Mm -hmm. tell people straight up. And you know what, if you think about this season, we saw him doing a lot of lying or Mm -hmm. doing too much going on and that cost him the game. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting because I, I can almost see Ben getting taken to the end now as somebody who's not going to win. Yeah. And you know what? I wonder if Tony might also be that type of person from the negative stuff we're seeing at Tribal with Tony. Like, that is a weird world we live in if Tony is a losing finalist. Tony's turning into a bit of a Brad Culpepper, in my opinion. Wow. 
But I mean, I think props I to Tony like for <laughs> no, I didn't either. Um, yeah, Tony. Sarah's already sat next to Brad Culpepper before. <laughs> if she sits oh, next like... to Tony, she could win this damn thing. Oh man, I don't. Yeah. Um, okay, do you want to talk about scenes from next week? Next week on Survivor, Hannah cries. Over and over and well, over. In the scenes from next week, I didn't know it was going to be loved ones until I saw an ad for it. Right. No, I didn't either. I really all didn't we get saw, much out of it. All we saw was Jeremy says he wants to split up Sarah and Sophie to Tony. But then Tony tells someone, do you want to blindside Jeremy? Kim tells Denise that she's willing to go to the edge making a move. And Sarah tells Tony this is a crit- crucial decision. So we got nothing. We got nothing. nothing. Nope. We just got people calling out other people. Um, My question is, was mm-hmm. that Tony putting a plan together to take out Jeremy or was he questioning somebody else's plan? You know, like, was it a, so do you yeah. want to vote out Jeremy? Oh, so you, do you want to blindside Jeremy? Yeah, exactly. Right. I think maybe Tony might be doing it to, to save Sarah. Sarah, he wants to save Sarah. But he needs to be careful of his big boys. Like, you know, they've only got each other. And you know what's really interesting? It's a it's an even split again. We've got five women and five men. Oh, cool. And we have th- uh, Michelle can use her 50-50 advantage yep. up to seven people. So she's got three more tribals to use that thing. Sarah's got an extra vote still. Kim has an idol. Sophie's got an idol. Oh my gosh, this is... So, Sophie does still have an idol, right? Yeah, yeah, Sophie and Kim have idols. Ooh. What is Jeremy's advantage? Jeremy can just leave Tribal Council. Oh, yeah, he can. We've got a lot of advantages still in the game that we forgot about. Ooh, I know. And Tyson potentially still has peanut butter, so... <laughs> Wherever it is, he's got it. Um, <laughs> hey, do you... When we drop our uh, handles... Dion, do you mm-hmm. want to tell people about what's going on over at Twitch? Twitch. <laughs> Stop. I've actually um, taken uh, the initiative to make a Twitch profile. Uh, while I'm indoors all day, I figured it would be fun to have an outlet where I can connect with people, especially new people. I think uh, being in isolation, it's not necessarily about reaching out to people that you know. It's about reaching out to new people. I love making new friends. I love the mm-hmm. podcast. I love seeing people voice their opinion, just doing all that kind of stuff. So something like Twitch has been a great way for me to just kind of like broad myself, broadcast myself to the world and see who, you know, takes the bait. Um, I, <laughs> every day, have been actually playing Just Dance, which is so much fun because I love to dance. It gives me all the endorphins. Had you and... played it before or is this your first time no, playing it? No, this is my first time. So I used to I've play it all the time it. in high school. No, so I've never played it. I knew that existed. I didn't really, you know, being a theater person myself and going through like professional training. Right, you already had other dance stuff going on. (laughs) Right, and it always seemed like something that's like, will I play a video game or will I do it for an audience? Will I, you know, try to pursue a career out of it? Now I really don't have that option. So I got Just Dance and my gosh, is that a workout? So (laughs) every day I try to play Just Dance. Um, Also, I did do what everybody else did, and I got Animal Crossing. So I've been living vicariously through my character. I am that close to designing a tribal council on my island. Um, Can you, do you Twitch stream Animal Crossing when you play it? I don't understand how Twitch works. Okay. Yeah. Do you like talk into a microphone? 
Do you talk? Can I hear you talk? Yeah, you like it? I'm I'm on the screen with the thing. So like, you'll just have to watch the next time I play, okay? And so wait, okay. When you do Just Dance, could I dance at home alongside yeah, you? Yeah, so I've got the screen. I can get my workout in? On it. Yeah, okay. so we'll do that. After this, we'll go have some food and then we'll have a dance, all right? <laughs> okay. Um, but also I've decided that there's actually a lot of performers on Twitch. So what they do is they do like live sets. Um, some people have a guitar and they'll sing along. And um, I've decided that um, I'm going to start doing some uh, gigs. I'm, I'm, gig- I'm doing my own gigs and I'm going to be performing uh, a couple nights a week. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so before you drop your handle, my question mm-hmm. is, do these, th- these stream live, but are they also recorded? I mean, I can record it and then go ahead and post it. Um, I could potentially put it up on YouTube or put it up on my Twitch account. Okay. Like so as long as I can go active. back. Yeah. So I'm going to subscribe so I get notified when you're going to go live. I've never played Animal Crossing, but I think it'd be funny to watch you play it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's very entertaining. I had Evan watching me the other day and we were discussing my character's clothing attire. He wears a comedian Why did outfit. I miss this? Why did I miss I this? It was last night. Was, he was. Did he like come on? Were you guys talking for people to listen in? No, he was like typing. So like oh, everybody typing, who's watching okay. has the ability to type. So I was. I love how this him. podcast has turned into Dion teaching Hannah how Twitch works. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I guess everybody at home is learning something. If you guys like to be entertained with people playing video games or even just singing and being entertaining, I know Alicia Keys did a set yesterday that was being sponsored by Verizon. She was just at her house playing her piano and singing live on. Okay, Twitch, that sounds so. amazing. Yeah, What's so your handle? My handle is Dion Alexander, Dion spelled D-J-O-N, Alexander spelled the traditional way. Um, and that is also my handle for Twitter, Instagram. I'm probably going to be using Twitter more for Twitch than anything. I don't really use it. But my Instagram is definitely my place to uh, get a lot of my information out there. I'm also on Facebook and I also have a Facebook fan page. You can follow along as well. Oh, yeah, you're like theater fan page, right? Yes, my theater fan page. And I also have a YouTube that I haven't posted videos to for a very, very long time. But if you want to see what I was doing in 2016, go ahead and, and watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you could find me at Hannah Julia and uh, maybe I'll be doing some Twitch streaming of stuff. Not really. Just kidding. That's so okay. funny. Okay. So last week I introduced you as Hannah Julia and I think I just am so used to it because I've got a lot of friends in the you know, entertainment industry that go by their middle name as their last name. And I was like, Hannah, is this your stage name? Are you are you going by uh, Hannah Julia? Well, I mean, I have some friends who call me that just because it's fun, you know? Like, or yeah. like they didn't realize that my last name was actually something else and they just thought right. my whole name was Hannah Julia. Because well, so. that's the thing, because I was like, I don't know. It rolls off the tongue. Right, because I introduced you, which I don't traditionally do. You usually introduce <laughs> yourself. And I was like, Hannah Julia. And you're like, oh, I like it. I'm like, is that movie? Wrong? Oh. Is that? Oh. Um, but I'm all for it. If you want to have a stage name, go for it. Ooh, I love it. I am this close to creating a TikTok to put content in the universe. I'm, I'm, I'm resisting it because well. I am f- almost 30 years old and I feel like I shouldn't be creating a TikTok as an almost 30-year-old. I am 30 years old and I just decided to broadcast myself playing video games. So I say, <laughs> do Anything what your happens. heart tells you to do because everybody <laughs> will be here for it. And we all, all right. love you, Hannah. We all love watching you and listening to you on this podcast. And oh, I want to thank you for having me uh, be a co-host, co-star with you because I love doing this every week. So thank you. I know this is, this is great. This Always so fun. And I know a lot of people just reach out and tell us how much they love this podcast. So as long as we're bringing joy to some people, I mean, I enjoy this so much in the midst of the quarantine. So yeah. 
All right. So the things that we need to keep in mind for next week, I need to actually put up some posts on our Instagram story prior to the episode airing. We need to make sure we do that, get our polls mm-hmm. going. And you need to live story your reaction to the love one crying. you could actually just do a live video and have it watch you the whole segment like it doesn't have to be stories it's up to you nothing like being extremely vulnerable on instagram i am here for it i love it i would love to see that okay okay wow all right let's see if i uh, am brave enough to do that you are okay stay stay focus stay. don't get distracted focus. All right. She's playing with so much fire. (laughs) Such a good segment. All right. I love you. Thank you again. Uh, Yep. Bye, everyone. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.